Good evening and welcome to the Chairman and Chance podcast, the only podcast dedicated to the socioeconomic and political impacts of Overwatch. <laughs> My name is Chamberlain, and as always, for the purposes of this podcast, I am Switzerland. Issue 1. What is the role of Doomfist in the continued nuclear crisis with North Korea's Kim Jong-un? Issue 2. Donald J. Trump. Hanzo Maine? Or just a douchebag. Joining us this, for this discussion are the representative from P- the People's Republic of Tracerstan, Chance. And for an outside opinion, Alex from the Royal Union of the Hollow Knights. Gentlemen. I got a nickname. Bring your A-game. It is important. I, I have no response to any of that. <laughs> I've met some really good Hanzos. Well, okay, I don't want to compare well, Hanzos to Trump. That's Okay, just, well, I, I was thinking of something egregious to call somebody, so there you go. Yeah, no, no. The whole, the He's the kind of guy that just things. pays for all the loot boxes anyway. <laughs> he buys all the loot boxes. He drives the price up on the loot boxes. Now he so can buy loot I. boxes and, well, not as many as he could. He's trying to get his no. lure to demand, demand like golden guns for all his players that are actually earning them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not, let's not go to Trump Town. I don't want to I'm sorry. It was just, no, it's, it's, it was just it's really dark intro. and really grim, and let's not do it. It was just part yeah. of the intro. That's all. That's all. Wait, if, if Hanzo's not the douchebag character, then who is now? Uh, is it, it Doomfist? It depends on... It dep- it's never Genji. It depends on the situation. Well, like, okay. a Genji player can be a douchebag, and a Hanzo player can be a douchebag, but I don't immediately assume, like, um, I'm doing my placements on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I go Mercy. We already have an Anna, and I'm going Mercy because I'm not a great Lucio or Zen. I'm just not. Um, and if this player had gone Anna or had gone Mercy, I don't know what I would have done. But one of the players on my team goes, uh, "Yeah, we don't we really don't need a Mercy and an Anna. Can the Anna switch?" And on consoles, you don't really want an Anna. You don't want an Anna until you're like in Grandmaster because those people can hit their shots. Okay. And up until Grandmaster, an average Mercy will always outheal an average Anna. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, we don't really need an Anna. Can can the Anna switch to something else, please? And without even looking at the Anna, I'm like, well, hang on. Maybe this Anna is a really good Anna. Maybe this Anna picked Anna because uh, because they're really good with Anna, and they feel <laughs> that the best way to support this team and get us to win is by playing Anna. Here, let's go check out this Anna. And I walk up to Anna, I go, oh, this Anna's got a golden gun. I think this Anna's going to do quite well for us. And the and the Anna player is not a mic, but they start nodding their point of view at me. I'm like, yeah, me and Santa okay. going to have a good time. <laughs> so you never, like, you, you never know, and you never, never want to... You never want to shit on someone for their pick, because that person who went Junkrat might have 500 hours on Junkrat and nothing else, and you don't want them to play Mercy. <laughs> like, one of the one of the games we had, my brother went Symmetra, and we started off, we're trying to figure out the comp in the, in the room, and uh, I asked my brother, uh, can you play Symmetra? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, okay, you go Symmetra, this guy goes Torb, I go Mercy, we got the shit locked down, and we locked it down, like we won. But he had no fucking idea what he was doing on Symmetra. Like, he didn't know how to place I, I, his I turrets. Can <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know how to switch from the teleporter to the the shield generator. And then at one point, he fires off a shield. He goes, "Oh my god, I've got a shield!" I go, "You said you knew how to play Symmetra." He goes, "Well, that was months ago." <laughs> so in yeah, a, you'd, uh, you'd rather people play their good heroes. In in a moment of weakness, and because my stack of games to play all got mailed off at the same time, oddly enough. I checked out the digital price for Overwatch, and it's still sixty bucks digitally. Yeah, but you made a terrible mistake in judgment. I'm afraid. What's that? Oh, by not you, buying it? No, you emailed me about it. And oh, <laughs> I, I, I emailed I, I emailed Chance like, why is this so expensive? And his answer was, because it's really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's still selling at that price. But no, it like, is, what is it? Was it inspired in me? 40. 
this raging flame of hope that Chamberlain <laughs> and I we're gonna we're gonna go tear some shit up. Oh, man, I could imagine the three stack of us in Overwatch. We would have a fucking ball. I still think about just throwing that play the game of Alex's up on the blog. If you go to my YouTube channel, there's a there's a video on there called uh, Alex Alex wipes a team or something like that, and it's Alex just clearing out like an entire fucking enemy team with a soldier ult. I got it, stupid stupid lucky. <laughs> no, well, that's what happens in like, come on, that's what happens when you get played yeah. the game. It's it's very rarely or We should just do a podcast like that. That'd be fucking awesome. I would love that. Obviously. While we're playing? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. We could stream. Apparently, uh, that uh, 60 frame per second Twitch streaming is going to come to PS Pro in a patch. Yeah, if you got a shitload of up uh, up speed, yeah, up bandwidth, I, I, I do not see, see in motion. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, I and, and instead of <laughs> what's funny is I, I swung between two extremes. Instead of buying Overwatch, I played a walking simulator. Uh, which good. which one? Uh, I, I I played Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Oh yeah, I don't sound pleased. I I well, got about five minutes into that and was like, it's eh. it's a walking simulator. I, it's the mood I was in. It wasn't bad. It's not about the Rapture. It's about this kind of alien invasion, but you never see anything. And what was kind of annoying is that I could tell there was an interesting story there, because the way they, the way they, they, you never see the aliens obviously, because what you're seeing is all after the fact. Yeah, but, they can't afford character models. Oh well, yeah, that's 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 the thing. It, it, all, all all this is 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 an engine and like shining lights. Mm-hmm. It's environments and lights and voice acting. That's all it is. But the aliens come down as like a pattern and a signal. And they, they hit the antenna first, and they go out through the fold lines, and they figure out what to do from, from there on out. And, and it's, at the end, it's explained that the aliens don't know they're killing people. Huh. <laughs> they're just trying to communicate, but the way they communicate is wrecking our brains, basically. So there's an interesting kind of alien invasion-ish story in there, but it also gets tied up with like the romances of all these people in this little tiny New England, or England town, and that part got boring. So I wouldn't, I'm glad I didn't pay... For it, but it was not a bad way to spend three hours or so. What was it free on? Uh, it was PSN. It was a PS Plus game. Oh. You should have it too. Yeah, I don't pay attention to those anymore. <laughs> they haven't been good for a while. No. Steam um, went the same way. Yeah, I haven't yeah, cared about a Steam sale in like three years. Yeah. Oh no, so, the last Steam sale, I bought some stuff. What'd you get? Uh, nothing I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other problem. You get a bunch of stuff you think you're going to get through. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to blow through Assassin's Creed Two. Never do it. No. No. But but prior to that, I actually did play and finish Rhyme, and and I must make apologies to the other developers that I that I won't name now. This it's was okay. Tequila Works. It's it was okay. Tequila Works. I got them mixed up. Um, that. Yeah. So last week I said it was them trying to make Eco, and that is exactly what it is. But it's not as good. Obviously, it, it's it's missing some key pieces. Like, when you play Eco, you know what you're doing. You're taking care of Yoda, and you're trying to escape. You're trying to figure out what's going on. You have a purpose, and you have a hook, and you have a very defined sense of place. You can see, I can still see that castle in my mind from Eco. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, you've got these wide plains and areas, but in the center, you've got, you know, where your, your girlfriend is, your dead girlfriend, and you always come back to that. And you've got a mission. You're out killing the Colossuses to raise your girlfriend. Um, and even in, I think Last Guardian is the weakest of the three. We can fight about that another time. No, I think um, you're absolutely no, that's, right. That's pretty yeah, much yeah, the um, consensus. 
even in that one, you've got a mission. You're trying to save yourself with Trico. Trico is the hook. Whether or not it works exactly right, it doesn't matter. But I remember that. I remember Trico. I remember the Colossuses, Colossi. I remember Yorda. I'm going to forget Rhyme in another two days. Ah, mm-hmm. jeez. Oh, because it's not that it's bad. It's just it throws puzzles at you with no real reason for the puzzle to be there except that you're trying to get somewhere. It doesn't have a, a, any sort of hook. It's just, you're this boy who shows up on an island and you don't know why you're there. And, oh, by the way, here's some physics puzzles. Go nuts. Well, here's the thing. What you just described, you're a boy who shows up at a blank and here's some, and here's some puzzles. You're describing every single uh, Team Ico game or Team Ico I, game. Yes, but... that That's the gist of every Team Ico game. It is the gist, but, but those have enough... the sauce is fucking yes, missing. Yes, yes, absolutely. There is no sauce here. I mean, the the only time you, you, you might get the sauce when you finally get to the end, and, and I suppose, I'm, I'll spoil it, and it, you know, how what it, the game actually is. Um, so, rhyme spoilers, the game's old now. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, you are dead. And okay. the game is actually your father either imagining what you're going through or having visions of you going through what happens after you die. Okay. So... At the end, the last scene is your father sitting on a bed, embraces like your ghost, and it kind of floats off into the ether, and that's it. So it's like it tried super hard to be touching, mm-hmm. and it, it, it missed the mark by about halfway. It sure sounds like it. Because you can, it's like, oh, I see what they're trying to do, but it just never really gets there. It doesn't earn it. Yeah. How does it like, have a nine out of ten on Steam? I don't know. I, a lot of a lot of things that metas, that have meta scores of like seventy have not, have nine out of ten on Steam. The perfect example is in Shadow of the Colossus when you think the horse is dead. Oh yeah, it earned that. I'll grow. You've been, because you've been living with that horse for you know three quarters of the game. That well, horse is friend. a character. Yes, absolutely. So it earned that. In this one, where you realize that you're dead and the father's there and 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 he died in a boat accident, it didn't earn that because there's no characters to get a, there's no characters to be attached to. Nothing happened to kind of pull you along in that direction. So it's like, oh hey, here's the twist, and oh, well now we're done. So yeah, th- th- this is a six out of ten game. Ooh. So, yeah, again, mechanically, it works. There are a few interesting puzzles, but, I mean, it's like, I I can't stand jigsaw puzzles, because what's the point? I know what it looks like already. Why am I putting together at the end? I mean, it it feels like a series of puzzles that are just kind of pointlessly hammered together. Here's what I wonder, though. Um, Maybe there's kids out there who didn't play play Ico, didn't play Shadow of the Colossus, um, maybe heard about um, Last Guardian, but this game might be their first game of that type. And so to them, it'll be fucking amazing. That's, see, and I can see that happening, and it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's like when, because... when your kid watches a movie that you know is terrible. Yeah, and they love it. But they love it so much. Because they're not as jaded as you are. <laughs> or experienced. I think it's or experienced. Having, having sampled... Yeah, yeah, having sampled many more things, you understand what is good and what is not. I mean, I, I picked on um, The Last Guardian quite a bit, because yes, Trico, pissed, Pico, Trico pissed me off. I didn't but the game it. still worked. Oh. It still worked, and it still left you with images and situations and characters that I, you, I will remember forever. I mean, I played Eco how long ago? 
Yeah. I, I, mean, I played it the day it came out, and I finished it in two days. It's been like and half I, a year. Yeah, I, I still remember images from Eco. On you know, it's and like that's two that's, years ago. Yeah, that's two cool. consoles ago. So, Team Eco has the sauce. Tequila Works does not have the sauce. They should have killed that game six years ago. Sixteen yeah. years ago. Eco? God. Eco was 16 years ago. Eco can drive. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, then Ryan went through that weird, like, publisher stuff where they, yeah. they lost it, and then they had to get it back, and then it was originally much larger in scope. There was, like, survival mechanics, and... and and the world was even bigger, and I, I can't see any of that having, if it was added in, having made much of a difference, because there's no soul hmm. to the game. You can have as many you know features as you want, but if it doesn't mean anything to me, it's not yeah. going to work. No, I'm, so. now I'm never touching this, basically. It's not, it's, rhyme's not, it's, it's not worth playing. It really isn't worth playing. So, Ooh. six out of ten. Damn. What's, uh, what's next on the dock? Uh, see, it's, it's weird. I got a bunch of just little pieces of piddly crap to clean up on the list. I mean, um, I also like played the well, Wipeout Omega Collection for an hour, oh, yeah. and remembered why I don't play Wipeout because the game's really hard. It um, is, but once once it clicks, yeah. I mean, I I played through really a, a lot of the stuff on easy. I bumped it up to the medium where like it went faster. I'm like, holy crap, this is hard. I mean, the whole point was I just wanted to see it running 4K 60 frames per second on my Pro, mm. and it looks amazing. I mean, mm. it's gorgeous. But the problem is because the way my list of gameplay worked out, I've got like four racing games cluttering out of the list right now. Yeah. And I'm not going to want to play those all in the same, in, a, in a row. So no. you may get your wish yet, depending on how bored I get with Dirt 4. <laughs> <laughs> Instruct me on how to play somebody besides Soldier because I'm going to need help. <laughs> oh, we would have fun. We would have such fun. Have such, have such gambles and dances. <laughs> You you would go Zarya and you would alt what I said so and then I would pulse bomb everyone and all six of them would die at once and then I would dance and get play the game it's and then fun. and then I would put it into a clip show and I would go look what I did everyone uh, yeah yeah and one guy would watch it but he'd like it <laughs> I'd watch it because I'd be in it no. I saw the last one you did with the Menomina montage oh is that the placement matches. I think so. It was the one I, where you were just screwing with people that shot at you first. Okay, well, that's that. That's at the end of the video, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fine. <laughs> and in fact, I had, like, three other examples that I cut because by the time I had put, like, the videos for the first seven placement matches in, I could only have 50 clips in a project in Share Factory on PS4. Mm. So I started tossing clips that I wouldn't that I didn't think I'd need. So I ended up losing like three of those, and I'm really sad about it. But the one with the widow and the, the May, <laughs> you can see this little skip when I wave when I wave at the widow for the second time. I go to wave, and then it skips ahead like a second. That's something that the pro capture does sometimes. It drives me crazy, especially in that because that was like a real human interaction, hmm. and I loved that. <laughs> that was hilarious to me. <laughs> I missed the pulse bomb on her, but I still killed her. Speaking of, of, of owning people, last night I sat down and I actually played like three hours of Street Fighter V. What the F? I don't know. I don't know. Were I just you, I was were you playing Nikali? Uh yeah, I was. I'm still playing Nikali because no one else has ever gelled with me. Um and I I went like 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 fifty fifty wins losses. I just had it mm. running on on um both casual and ranked, and I actually got more casual matches, which is fine, I don't care. Um but right at the beginning, I was fighting this for you, and in my head, as someone who watches this stuff, I'm like, "This guy's shit." But I was screwing up. He's like, just getting jump ins on me all day, 
jump in combo, jump in combo. I'm not blocking. I'm not doing. Just, I'm just playing terribly. And he beats me in the first game. And thankfully, he gives me the run back. So between them, I like just stop, take my hands off the joystick, shake off the rust, and go, idiot. Nakawi's jab is a perfect anti-air. So he tries to do the same thing. And this is probably like some 15-year-old kid who only knows one way to do it. He jumps at me. I jab him out of the air for a tiny bit of damage. He falls down. And I can see him stop for a second. And I'm what imagining just like, going, wait, wait, what? What happened? So he does it again. I jab him out of the air. He does it again, and he screws it up, and I uppercut him. And now, I've, now he's cracked because the only thing he had was to jump into a combo. <laughs> and I remembered that, okay, I, I, I have a thing that I can do. It's called not sucking. Just jab him out of the air. It was such a triumph for me to like, oh, I remember how to play Street Fighter just a little bit. <laughs> and this guy doesn't. Thank you for the points. So I don't know if I'll go back to it. It was just something clicked, and I'm like, I kind of want to beat people up. And it happened. So <laughs> Did you try out the new character at all? Uh, I, I always go through and do their 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 trials yeah. and story modes, and um, she is really hard really? Um, because you've got that one like a like the crystal ball, and you can throw it out. Yeah, and when it's you old throw old. it out there, yeah, you can leave it sit out there. She she looks like an Arc System Works character. Like she does mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah or or even even like a King of Fighters character. She's not very Street Fighter at all. Um, but the, the mix-ups you can set up with her where you throw it out and leave the ball out there. So it can, that can be coming from behind and they're blocking from in front. If you do it right, you can create high-low mix-ups. It's, there's a lot to her. I can see people taking a while to get used to her and actually be good with her. I didn't see a single one of them online. Mm. Not once. Well. I, I fought a lot of the same ones I've been fighting. So... But, I mean, if nothing else, she doesn't look quite as stupid as the last giant character. Hmm. That's not I hard. Like, I don't like him at all. I don't think anyone does. I don't. That's like, no matter who the next American president is. <laughs> uh, Paul Ryan. Oh, no! no. My heart is breaking. This, this flaming misogynist racist is such an evil person, but he can string a complete sentence together. Like, it's a yep. step up. It is a it step is a up. Step up. <laughs> anyway. It's something you can argue with, at least. <laughs> so, you might listen. It's yeah, not an amorphic blob that just glances every blow you throw at it. Just, it's, it's... <laughs> Talks about the crowd size. Uh, it's like the Alex... gelatinous cube. Oh, this hurricane's going to be real bad. Just real, real bad. Record is that going up by you? Is so it coming up by you? <sighs> coming right yes. up the coast? It's going to hit you? Oh, yeah. Really? It's... Oh, yeah. It's going to hit North Carolina. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good gonna be weaker but probably still category three he'll probably lose power and shit yeah yeah north carolina used to be called hurricane alley so here we go so what um what have you been playing there alex haven't been playing much spent most of the week up in ohio hanging with my friend's family family reunion they're really cool uh apparently they were in tight with the amish around the area they showed up they were super cool oh cool we got uh do you guys have what are they called oh god hutterites you guys have Hutterites. Hutterites in the States. Don't know that one. It is I, know, very, I know Mennonites, but not Hutterites, yeah. They're, they're very much like Amish. It is, it is a religious collective. They are technically churches and thus don't pay taxes, but mm. they are also often the largest agricultural operation in their region. Oh. It's like a whole town of people living together and just farming the land for hundreds of kilometers in any direction. Wow. And we used to live out in the country. And like, well, one of the, I've lived in like 10 different places in my life. We moved around a lot. And I've lived in the country, and uh, 
whenever we would like, you know, have farm animals grow chickens or raise chickens or whatever, we'd take them to the Hutterites to get them processed. And when we'd swing by there, like these these adorable Hutterite girls in handmade dresses would come out and offer us like home baked buns and I'm um, oh. like just just little dinner rolls. And I'm telling you, I have never tasted a bread product more delicious than this little, like, <laughs> two-inch-by-two-inch bun that this little blonde Hutterite girl handed me once when I was, like, 12. Like, I put it in my mouth, and I just went, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, they brought food, and it was eaten so fast. Before the time I got to the front of the line, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Smelled, smelled good. Smelled like uh, some sort of beef dish. Now, hmm. when you suggested this getaway last week... I had I had a little flame of hope that Alex was going to go up there and get his freak on a little bit. Nope. Uh, oh. My friend's the youngest person in that family, and oh. everyone else is married with kids. Oh. And none of them wanted to cheat? Apparently. Gosh darn it. I know. <laughs> I'm not that desperate. But no, like it was fun. They were good people. I had my first cigar. Not crazy Ooh. about it. Um, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. D- didn't like it? What, what did you smoke? What was I'm it? I'm not sure. Like, I liked, like, the calming sensation of it, but mm. after, like, a solid... After I got, like, two-thirds of the way down to it, I got a little too sick to keep going. Do yeah. You, do you smoke cigarettes? I don't. Well, okay, that'll... Yeah, like, it'll just knock you on your ass, I would imagine. Yeah, I was a little, uh, little lightheaded. Yeah. I went through a cigar phase in college where we were smoking them all the time. I My liked favorite. it. It tasted good. Like a little, yeah. Like a, like a mm-hmm. cherry-ish. I had... Zone. Back when it was safe to go to Tijuana, which it isn't anymore. No, it's not. Um, I had like fresh rolled Cuban, Ooh, and it was just man. divine. And a girl I and I were walking back towards the the border, passing it back and forth, just trying to smoke it down before we're done because we knew we couldn't bring it back in with us. It was hmm. just just awesome, so smooth. I anyway. used to smoke little cigarette-sized cigars called cigarillos. Oh yeah, I know those. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was just like the flavor of a cigar. But the size of a cigarette, and I carried them around. You want to wear a poncho? <laughs> I don't know, man. It just it just made me feel a little badass. And uh, the ladies that I was that were kind of in my circle at the time, they either really hated it or they really liked it. I love <laughs> smell smoke. Yeah. See, we we would you can't buy these anymore. I don't know don't know why, but there used to be uh, clove cigarettes uh-huh. called Ugh. jarums. No, they were awesome. They tasted no, like, why so would you good. So clove? I don't They're understand. So it. good. Oh, they, they they were like our drinking thing. We would, we would go out to this bar, buy a pack of clove cigarettes, knock it out between three of us, and you know feel like shit the next day. Yeah. But they tasted so good. You can't buy them anymore. I haven't smoked yeah, in a decade. Two thousand nine. So. Yep. I don't Are know you? why. My younger brother, who is a beacon of health otherwise, like he bikes everywhere, he works out, he goes hiking, he goes for like, you know, fun runs and shit like that, he eats really well, he was vegan for years, Mm. revealed to me recently, I'm out on the front porch having a cigarette, and he reaches for my cigarette, and then he (laughs) takes it, he takes a drag, and he hands it back, and he goes, thanks, I go, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Why haven't you told me? And apparently he's been smoking like one cigarette a day for a year or something. And he just picked this up in his early 30s. He started smoking in his early 30s. That and to anyone okay. to anyone who is young and might be starting smoking... Don't do it. Don't nope. do it. Don't do it. Like, if I could travel back in time and talk to my younger self, I would just hold up a cigarette and then slap him across the face as hard as I could. 
Because <laughs> when I didn't actually start smoking myself, actually, until I was legally old enough to know better, until I was 18 years old, mm. and if there was any decision for my... And I've made so many really bad decisions. If there's any I could take back, that's the one. That yeah. is, it is incredibly expensive. It makes you feel like shit. Don't smoke, kids. It's not cool. Nope. But you no. sure stains look your cool. ceilings. <laughs> you don't just don't smoke inside. Come on. Yeah, no, I smoke outdoors. <laughs> yeah, I see. That, and know. in Canada, that's no shit. No, no. <laughs> but the thing is, sometimes in summers it's so hot that I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to winter when it's just crisp and clean, no caffeine. Keep your fingers warm. Anyway, did you play anything besides Overwatch this week? Oh, okay. Well, I want to tell you guys about Undertale. Oh, please. Goody. But I can't because I didn't play it. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Such a tease. <laughs> I've got my notes video? here. I started typing down Undertale. I didn't play it. I'm deleting Undertale off my notes. God. <laughs> no, no. It was it was all the placement matches in Overwatch. I had some really, really good matches on Friday night. Uh, Friday or Saturday night without my brother. I had some incredible <laughs> matches where I had like a 21 player kill streak on Tracer. Holy crap. And I think that's the highest kill streak I've ever gotten on her. And lately I've been thinking, wow, it's been a long time since, since I did a long cut video. I really like the long cut videos. Like it's just one long, uh, one long match or just one life. Is a long cut mm -hmm. is just one life. And, if I can find one that matches up to a song and works really well, like I've got one, I think I put it on YouTube, called Fucking in the Bushes. Let me see if I can find that. <laughs> YouTube let you do that? Or do you have to, like, hash that out a little bit? I don't remember, actually. But I'm pretty sure I can have a swear in the title. But now I'm really curious. Uh, it's just exempt from any sort of monetization. Monetization? Monetization. Overwatch. Yeah, there's no, yeah. I can't, those words I can't say. Yeah, Long Cut 9, Fucking in the Bushes. Toronto oh, Tracer. Okay. 15 views, woohoo! And, no, that's, that, that pleases me. That pleases me a lot. The only video I've got that has a ton of views is Tracer dancing the Charleston with no music over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone wanted to see Tracer dancing the Charleston. And they took me to task for not having music over it, commenters. But, uh, but yeah, like, it's just, when, when the music matches up with a good long cut like that, it's amazing. But this kill streak is so long that I can't find any song that isn't really slow to go with it. When you start looking for a song that's like five, six, seven minutes long, you're not looking for like something really rocket that has a lot of energy now. <laughs> and so I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I have to do something with it. Like it's too good. And then at the end, it's so awful because I end up getting in a one-on-one -on -one with a Roadhog. And what happens when I get in a one-on-one with a Roadhog on Tracer? He's going to hook you, isn't he? At well, some he, point? he's going to try. He's going to try to hook But okay. as a rule, I'm just going to kick this guy's ass if he doesn't have his friends with him. Like, that's what I do <laughs> to Roadhogs. And I could not kill him. I was just missing my shots. And he could not kill me. So eventually, we just decide, fuck this. We both go to the payload together. <laughs> he jumps in front of the payload, starts using his ult. I go to drop my ult on him, completely whiff it, and then his Zenyatta picks me 100%. And I was having this amazing, amazing run, and I just made the dumbest, one of the dumbest fucking mistakes after a terrible, terrible, embarrassing showing against this Roadhog. It was the worst <laughs> ending to one of the best performances of my career in Overwatch. That's how it, see? That's the, you, you start to feel yourself a little bit, and then, nope, no, yeah, no, no, life. Suck. <laughs> no, I gotta just... Keep, gotta keep you humble. I did Overwatch, I did my placements, and the thing is, now I'm super hyped for SteamWorld Dig. And uh, and I still haven't finished Undertale. I want to keep playing Undertale, but but no, I'm I'm 
hyped about Overwatch again. I don't know why. Maybe it's the mercy changes. And those more, haven't hit yet. Those are still the PTR, right? No, they're but they're coming. They're coming. And, yeah. and the more I think about it, the less I like Valkyrie as an alt, actually. Mm. Um, but we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. But I did my placements. And I really did not play well. Like, I didn't have one game where I was like, man, I was on. I think I think I had, like, one King of the Hill on Tracer. Or, like, Li Zhang or something where I felt I did really good. But I only ended up with, like, silver medals. Hmm. But I felt like I really pulled my weight. I really did a good job. I feel like uh, there was a King's Row that you see in the, in the video that Alex watched where uh, on defense we just get nothing done. And as I was playing the Mercy on defense for most of the defense round, and it was just completely disheartening to be <laughs> healing all these people as they just run in solo and die. Like, there's nothing I can do to stop you guys from the stupid. Like, there's, like, group the fuck up with each other. Not with me. Don't come find me and think you're going to survive that. Get together. No, they don't. Can't heal stupid. No, no can't heal stupid. You're playing, you're playing with cats. <laughs> and it was very much hurting cats, but they it's like they, they really don't come when you call them. And uh, and then I went Tracer on attack, and I got work in on Tracer. Like, I got some real work done on Tracer. Every time there's meant to drop to Teleporter, I was right there. Bam, Teleporter destroyed. And uh, my team just could not do anything with it. And I don't want to blame my team, but that team but, really sucked. I'll yeah. give them that. But yeah, placing placing where I placed, that, ugh, that was jaw-dropping to me. That was huge. I thought it was silver. I was sure it was silver. And then I looked at the number and I was like, what? <laughs> so that's a payout. That's a hell of a payout at the end of the, at the end of the season. All the work. Yep. Yes. And it has ensured that I can only play quick play with my brother. So oh, now. Because he's not going to place high enough? Yeah. He hasn't. Okay. Oh, he hasn't he's, placed at all. No, no. He, I played all 10 games with him. Oh. And I placed 2715 and he placed 1480 something. Oy. And you have, you have to be within a thousand points of each other. See, I would love to know the math behind the placements. Um, uh, it, the arcane the math, magics. Yeah. The math behind the placements is whatever you were last season. With a tiny bit of adjustment based on how you actually do the placements. And they're talking about just completely getting rid of the placements. Unless you've never played comp before. And if you've never played comp, you get you play ten matches, they place you, that's where you are. You either climb or you fall. Hmm. Yep. But if they ever told anyone what the math was... People would break it. People yeah. would game the system just like they did with Mercy. Haven't how how come they haven't figured it out already? Um, to a certain degree, they have. I mean, not with placements, but with uh, the amount of um, of ranking reward gains you get um, after every loss. You lose so much, but you'll lose less if you played really well. Uh, after a win, you'll gain so much, but you'll gain more if you play really well. And but what quote really well means? Is a different metric for every character in the game. Yeah. Um, now I don't I don't have it in front of me, but just by way of example, this probably isn't accurate. But I'm sure Sombra uh, gets ranked higher and higher and higher and higher. The more enemy attack or the more enemies she has hacked, the more assists she gets when an ally of hers kills a hacked enemy. The more healing she does via health packs. Um, and with Mercy, what was happening was uh, you would get higher and higher SR gains if you only did huge four or five man reses. So uh, these there were mercies with like who were bronze two seasons ago, who are now grandmasters, uh, who would just like watch wait for their team to die in the point so they could run in and get the five man res. And then no matter what, if they lose, they're not losing much. If they win, they're winning a lot. And so they get to Grandmaster with like a forty percent win rate. Oh. 
Yeah, it was fucked. Okay. And that was yet another reason for the for the mercy changes. Chat, played Overwatch yeah. back in love with Overwatch, working on a new mercy clip show set to some battle tapes. It's going to be really cool. Yes. And I found some great soul music. Okay, Alex, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Like, you made a comment on my blog, yet another comment that I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. Oh, like, uh, what, your last video uh, went fuzzy. Yeah, and so I tried playing it, and it plays for me. Therefore, like, maybe it just doesn't work because you're American? That's gotta mm -hmm. be it. And I don't know, because, yeah, that was actually one of my favorites of of the three. Yeah, and I wanted to listen to it, but I had to and, find another one. And then I went and... Uh, and then I went and I bought that album, that Motor City Soul album. Nice. And that's my post today, is having gone through that Motor City Soul album today, and oh my god, you have to listen to this. Yeah. You've and seen if, Hidden Figures, right? Yes, yes, in fact, three yeah. times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's on Netflix. It's good. It's it, good. Is, it is really good, but the more important thing is my mother loves it. So, <laughs> so I'll go. put it on for her. Yeah. I kind of wish Octavia Spencer was the lead. Um, no, I, I don't remember her name, but the woman, the woman who is the lead, she has so much presence. I'm not saying that Octavia Spencer doesn't, she's Octavia fucking Spencer. Oh, yeah. Like, no. I want to see her at everything. But, uh, there was something rather hypnotic about that woman who was the lead in Hidden Figures. Oh, she's great, but I think, like, Octavia Spencer has a better story. Um, the character was certainly, certainly felt like more of a pioneer. I kind of felt like the lead was... Um, she was the most interesting part of this story, but Octavia Spencer's character was the most interesting part of a story about the 20th century, you know? I guess, yeah, I see that. Yeah. But yeah, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, but I love how she just, like, I'm going to learn what this is better than anyone else working there in, like, a week. And she, <laughs> but she realized what it was and how important it was going to be and secured her future and the future of all these women in her department. Yeah, she was... saves everyone else's job. It's so yes. go. It was really cool. It was really cool. And like the first the first female aeronautical engineer. Like that's there are some really cool stories in there. And the entire cast is great. And then there's the aside with a Polish Jew. Oh my god. The Polish Jew. <laughs> Remind me of that. He was one of the rocket scientists. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the impossible is possible in America, or was. <laughs> uh, hey, get, get, give us a, give us a minute. Let's see what Robert Mueller has to say, and then we can freak out. No, uh, sure. That's nothing going to happen. So, before we get to headlines, I have a I have a question to pose, based kind of on what I wrote about yesterday okay. for the listeners. Um, if you have not seen it, there's a video floating around now of a games journalist. Oh yeah, playing, I did see that. Playing Cuphead <laughs> at, I think, PAX, I think, is what it was. And to say his performance is an embarrassment is an understatement. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is as if I was playing the game with my ass, although I probably still would have done better. It's just an absolutely embarrassing performance. He doesn't get out of the first level in half an hour. He doesn't get out of the tutorial in like, in, before like three or four minutes pass. So my question is this. Shouldn't there be some sort of base expectation of proficiency with a game before you should be, you know, sought out for your opinion on it? No. Okay, explain why no. <clears throat> okay, uh, we around this table are gamers. We know games. Yeah. We know that if we get dropped into Bioshock, for example, and there's an arrow pointing us in that direction, we need to go this other way because there's goodies back there. We know that. Um... I would I would say a vast majority of of people who play video games don't know that. 
and they aren't what we would consider good players. They're just normal fucking people playing Panda Pop on their phone. Um, those are still gamers, and they often, sometimes, still read game reviews. And there needs to be, or I believe that if there's a, if there's someone who is writing reviews from that perspective of someone who doesn't consider themselves a gamer like we do, they're advising people of of kind of their own. Uh, level of enthusi- enthusiasm for for gaming, and for people of their level, that is completely valid. Doesn't that cheapen the medium, though? I mean, no. would you would you want just some schmo writing reviews of movies? I, I think a lot of schmoes do. Uh, I mean, but for for you know the people who are Alex, there's Ebert, and that's you know that's the quality of critic. That Alex is going to pay attention to because Alex is a fucking movie guy and he yeah. knows his shit and he's not going to pay attention to you know most people's opinions on movies. But he's heard of this guy called Movie Bob and this Movie Bob guy really knows his stuff. He's going to pay attention to Movie Bob. We choose who to consume. True, I okay, Bob. And he's he's a little preachy on Twitter sometimes. Um, yeah, uh, but how? How is a person who clearly cannot play the game going to give any relevant details about the game? I mean, I don't know if you've watched this video, but he doesn't know how to do it. I did a little digging, and this guy also managed to write a bad review of Mass Effect, in which he panned it for being too difficult, oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. had to resend it because he had forgotten to assign his skill points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a kind of... Um... What, what, what does he write for, though? I don't... Nothing big. This, this I have respect not... for someone that can just last as a journalist this long. I mean, he's been doing it for quite a while, and and, and 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 I don't know. I'm picking on this poor guy. I don't know this guy. It may be a bad day okay, for him. But he's, no, he's a journalist. Hack, clearly. No, 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 no. He is a journalist. It says right here in this article that you linked. He's yeah. a journalist for the San Jose Mercury News. Not anymore, no. He's moved on now. To what? To some other actual gaming thing. I don't remember what it was. Oh. It's, he's not San Jose then, but now he's actually writing for some technology site or something like okay, that. Okay, well, yeah, if he was Maybe writing for fucking guy. IGN, that'd be different. But yeah. if he's writing for, you know, um, but Electronics even then, why... Weekly or something like that, something that's not necessarily gaming-focused, then I got no problem with that. But when you're writing for Eurogamer, or there's not really anything else up there with Eurogamer as far as I'm not concerned. Not really, no. Um, but when you're writing, for example, Eurogamer, yes, I anticipate a certain level of proficiency and understanding and con- and kind of context of how this game fits in, or Polygon, there, there's an equally pretentious example. Um, <laughs> like, I, I expect you to have a real kind of broad understanding of gaming as a medium. I expect you to understand where this game fits in all of the genres that exist out there in all its little tiny ways. And those are the re- reviewers that we read, because we understand games on that level. Um, if this guy is just working for, you know, uh, Yahoo Gaming, yeah, fine. Mm. I don't care if you know how to play. You're writing for fucking Yahoo Gaming. You know who reads Yahoo Gaming? Yahoos. That's it. I thought that was pretty uh, funny. Ven- fine. Venture, oh, venture Beat. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Venture Beat is who he writes for. Yeah, okay, fine. Like, how yeah. was that? It's, I... it's, it's basically like entertainment. Yeah, it's more of a generic one. Yeah. It's like if you what, wrote video he... game reviews for People Magazine. That's fine. But he is... Paid, yeah. To do this, 
Yeah. I, I mean, just but how much damage could he possibly do? The point is not damage. The point is that it galls me that, that there's this man out there who who is who is who is living our fucking dream yeah, while he sucks at this. Much. He he yeah, is reporting yeah. on my. It's more than my hobby. He's reporting on what I do with the majority of my free time, and I'm not great at video games either. I have my genres that I'm good at, and I have genres that you shouldn't talk to me about. I should. I will never ever ever tell you if Madden is good or bad. I will never tell you if Dark Souls is good or bad because I cannot play those games. But I'll tell you if a racing game is good. I'll tell you if a fighting game is good. I'll tell you if a platformer is good because I've been playing platformers since I was fucking ten years old. I know them. And, and, and you and, you would know to jump off the lower box to get over the higher yes, box. Yes, <laughs> I would have known that without looking at the instructions. It was so sad. He just keeps jumping at the wall. Yes, I mean, do you it, remember it, how stairs were? <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's 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 not even shared gamer now. It's just I did this once. It didn't work. Maybe I'll do it again. Oh, it still didn't work. Maybe I'll do it again. Yeah, <laughs> Another five I, times. It's like he was drunk. Yeah, maybe. And, and maybe he was. Maybe. And if he comes up that he's drunk, all you know what? I take it all back. You know what, dude? You do you. You're drunk at PAX. That's more fun than I'm is, having right now. So I've I've played video games drunk, and I still wouldn't have bad. Yeah, well, that's yeah, because you have reflexes that are built in. There's just straight up muscle memory or hypothalamus that when you put a controller in your hand, you kind of know what to do. I headshot motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it just it it bugged me that that that, that he he's out there doing this. Okay, it, uh, it, you're right. He doesn't write for Polygon. He doesn't write it, for the it big. It bugs names, me a little too. So. If you're going to write about something, you should know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. Yes. That's that's self evident. <laughs> um, yes. But I, I still absolutely believe that the the opinion of someone on a game, if we would not consider them gamers, like if I were to hand a video game to my dad, and he does not did not play video games, if I were to hand him a controller and say, Dad, I want you to play through this entire thing, I want you to complete it, if you have any questions, I'm here for you, and then once you're done, I want you to write your opinion on it, his opinion is valid. And if people his... want to tune in to get it, that's their thing. His opinion is valid to other people in his situation. Um, no, it's it, his opinion is valid. Wait, now, okay. what value you place on his opinion is your okay. own call. Okay, that's and okay. The he, people who are placing value in this dude's opinion have no fucking idea. <laughs> at least he's not the video game equivalent of Armin White. I don't know who that is. He is a he is a contrarian jerk ass. He he writes reviews about movies that sound like he walked out of them halfway through making up his mind. He hates every single Pixar movie. Back when Pixar movies were way better than they are now, like he he torched up to cinders in a way that was just not just like cruel to the movie, but in a way that's like like he didn't even see it. I didn't think up was very was Pixar. I will. I, I will. By a wide margin, but you've seen it, and we I can have, have an I've seen it multiple times, and I've I've welled up it up. Of course, I just think it was kind of um, yeah. The second uh, act has, has a lot of problems. Well, the thing is, that was, that's the part I liked most. It was the opening where you cry, and that was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, and then it doesn't get it didn't get really fun to me until the end. Anyway, uh, Armand Allen White is an American film and music critic known for his provocative and idiosyncratic film criticism. Yeah. He currently writes for National Review and Out. And why doesn't Alex have his job? That's a great question. Well, Alex doesn't doesn't try as hard to get a job back in journalism because oh, it's just okay. so it's a <laughs> sheer cliff. Yeah. yeah. It's also a dying industry. But anyway. to yep. Sheer cliff to a sinking ship. That is mm-hmm. that is why we do it for free. Yep. 
I don't know. I I don't know how to how to criticize this person without sounding you know like an e- egotistical maniac. But it's just kind of. I don't know. Well, no, but it's it's like it's like watching a child pick up, um, like let's say you're a potter and you've worked your whole life perfecting your art and you make what True. you consider to be a perfect pot and you hand it to a child and the child says the edges are rough. You're like, you don't understand. <laughs> like I'm, I'm letting the rustic material shine through. <laughs> this pot will gain a lacquer over generations. <laughs> you know, and, and so yeah, I, I appreciate that, but. Watching someone who's bad at a game, though, that you know how to play is so hard. It's so hard. I was, um, I was going through games I have on Xbox to play, because my son and I will sit down on Saturdays, usually in the afternoon, and play something co-op. And he's like, let's play some Rayman. I'm like, okay. So we play, we play Rayman co-op. And, and, I mean, I have 100%ed this game, you know, on the 360, so I know, I know where everything is, I know how to do it. And he doesn't know platformers in the same way. He didn't even necessarily grow up with platformers. He plays tablet games and phone games and stuff like that. And and yes, I'm his father. I'm trying to be encouraging, but holy cow, is it frustrating to watch someone miss a jump that you know is just right there. Oh. It's just... And, and, you know, I'm like, just try it again. You can make the jump. Just try to get... Just try it again. Just... Okay. One more time. <laughs> I mean, it's just... <laughs> Wow. And then he figured it out on his own, and you know what he needed from me was to back the fuck off and let him do it, mm-hmm. learn it as a child would learn it, not as a teacher trying to teach him. So yeah, that's half the reason I don't want to be a teacher. How how did you feel about the game? <laughs> oh, he loves it. Okay, good. Yeah, he's got he's got my daughter playing it. My daughter doesn't really play video games. Now they're playing co op, and oh, they're yeah. at the same level with the game, and is they're having fun with it. Origins? Cool. Uh, no, it's it's legends. legends. It's legends. That's yeah. a good. One. I like it better than Chance does. It's better than nothing. It's it 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 just kind of stops. <laughs> It just kind of recycles too much. For their yeah. for their purposes of learning how this kind of game works, it's perfect. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's my rant on giving my opinions away for free. Well, that's what are you worth. suggesting then that it's time for Chance to talk about movies? <sighs> Absolutely. Okay, I finally saw The Girl with All the Gifts. What's that? You had, whoa, Netflix. I know what that is. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's, I know what it is. It's pretty good. It's 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 The Last of Us, the movie set in Britain. Oh. It really is. It's about a zombie plague, and this the, the movie starts 10, 15 years after the zombie plague started. But the zombie plague isn't the zombie plague. It's the cordyceps fungus that has, uh, that has jumped to humans. Mm. And it turns people into what in the movies they call biters. And the movie uh, doesn't show you the world and what's going on outside. What it shows you for the first act is uh, the inside of this facility where these children are kept. And everyone in the facility is very scared of these children, but you don't know why. And they have one teacher who is really empathizing with the kids and really, you can tell, obviously cares about the kids. I forget her name, but she's been in a lot of stuff. She's really good. And... um and then one day uh, she gets the children to all write a story. And one of the children writes a story that just really touches the teacher. And the teacher walks up and puts a hand on the girl's head. And then the door busts open. And the military guy walks in. He goes, what the fuck are you doing? She goes, nothing. I didn't do anything. He goes, you fucking touched your face. She goes, no, I touched her head. I touched the back of her head. He goes, you need to remember what these things are. And he rolls up his sleeve and he, and he spits on his arm and he rubs it in. And he holds it up to a kid so the kid can smell it. And the kid uh, almost immediately starts, like, trying to eat the guy. 
And soon the entire class, class is like gnashing their teeth and desperate to eat this guy's flesh. And then he puts on this, this gel that blocks the smell and he chastises the teacher and walks out. And so what all these children are is they are Ellie and the Last of Us. Okay. They are infected with it, but it, um, it does not, it does not present in them like it does with, um, with all the adults in the world. And they retain um, their humanity. They retain their humanity up until they can smell you and then they want to eat you. Um, <laughs> and so... So like normal kids, basically. Yes, <laughs> yes. But but all they've ever known is this facility and all we as the viewer have ever known in this facility until the beginning of the second act where you begin to see more of the world. And it is it is very much about... Um, it's, it's about good and evil and the evolution of mankind at the end. And I don't know who the the actor is who portrays the little girl. There's a lot of really the the cast is all really really good. The teacher is really really good. Um, the guy who's one of the two mustachioed cops who's always giving Angel a hard time in Hot Fuzz. Oh, mm-hmm. Patty Considine. Yes, is is the asshole uh, military okay. guy. And okay, he plays, I'm, down. I'm down. He plays a big part. He is really really good. Glenn Close is the scientist who runs the facility. Uh, the entire Ooh. cast is really good. But the little girl is astounding. Um, when she reads the story, just as an example of how good this, this girl is, uh, when she reads the story, it affects the teacher really profoundly. And the teacher uh, says, you know, re- really good job, and then begins to cry. And so the little girl looks up at her kind of with this really gentle, proud smile on her face that she made her teacher happy. And then she sees her teacher crying and thinks that she's done something wrong. And you can see her expression kind of fade and change. And I was trying to think of a way to describe the subtlety of the change. But it is like it is like watching a breeze hit a strand of a spider's web. It is just this gentle little change. And it's this girl is like fucking ten. She's incredible. Whoa. She's incredible. I don't know how I mean she could be fifteen. What the fuck? You know what you mean? Like a lot of kid actors are just really broad and No, she is so subtle. And she comes across as smart as a, as sharp as a razor. Like she's she's really really good. The whole cast is good. It's a very original take on the whole zombie thing. It's not a zombie movie that you're going to go see a bunch of people die and it's going to be gory. Like yeah, it happens, but it's not the point of the movie. <laughs> Just like the point of Let the Right One In isn't about you know seeing vampires kill people or whatever. Um, this is this is a a good movie that happens to be about zombies. Really really good. It is her only credit. Not surprising. Uh, I mean, she was in a short before that, but this is her only movie credit. She's, That's going to change. It will not be her last, I guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. S- Ooh, update Sanya on... Uh, my governor name. just said, uh, let's see, no matter what your situation is, no matter where you are in North Carolina, you need to prepare. So, uh-huh. yay. Alex, you better be prepared. I uh, I don't know how much I can do. Well, Water? Uh, yeah, I got a bunch of water yeah, bottles. Get, Fill get, a those bunch, up. get a bunch of water bottles. Tape up your windows. Grab some perishable food items. Make sure you tape got a bunch of duct tape. Make sure you got candles. Make sure you got uh, flashlights. Yep. Yep. Lots of yep. Uh, if if heat if you if it gets too cold, um, make sure you got like lots of blankets and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a problem in North Carolina, but no, not really. Not not right now. It's like seventy degrees. I'll just stay safe. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then I watched Fences. That's Fences. Okay. Um, did you see uh, Meryl Streep and Amy Adams and Philip Seymour Hoffman in a movie called Doubt? Yes. Okay. 
it's like it's it reminded me so much of doubt and um not because um not because place. of any, anything to do with the plot or any twist that's going on or anything like that no uh what it's a why it reminded me of doubt was because doubt was very clearly a movie based on a play yeah and fences if you hadn't told me it was a movie based on a play i would immediately know that this was a movie based on a play because <laughs> like a 45 minute scene will take place of three characters sitting in a backyard chatting there you go and one character will come in and another character will leave and it's it like the events that occur occur as they would occur in a stage play and the 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 the, the framing of every scene occurs as it, would, as it would occur in a stage play and so it is of course it is um but as such, like you, um, you'll see movies where nothing fucking happens, and like events occur, but you don't actually feel like you've gotten to know these people at all, um, and nothing actually interesting has actually occurred. In Fences, you get to know these people in that first half hour, forty-five minutes, really well. You start, you start to really like them. Um, the 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 whole cast is really really good. Let me see here. Uh, Viola Davis, uh, Denzel Washington, Stephen Henderson. Who's that? Hang on. Full cast and crew. There's another one I want to call out here. Uh, Trump's father, courthouse worker. Oh God, Gabe. I think his name is Gabe. Gabe. Uh, Mike Kelty. Yes, Mike Kelty Williamson. My Kelty Williamson was Bubba in Forrest Gump. And he plays a very, very different character here. But And the only thing that stuck out to me, that, oh my God, is that Bubba, is just, there's just a certain tone in his voice, just a little bit of rasp, you know? And and he is absolutely fucking amazing. Denzel Washington is amazing. Viola Davis is amazing. And the uh, this story becomes very much a tragedy about a patriarch who is the product of his time and doesn't have the hope that his children do kind of and is is a crueler man than he'd like to be and perhaps a more selfish man than he'd like to be but he's also kind of honest about it and you still respect him at the end of the day even as he does awful shit and it's not like it's not like awful shit that you that you don't even want to watch like it's 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 the small heartbreaking betrayals of any long relationship hmm. And and those things that you can never take back, and the effect that those have on the people that you really do care about the most, and um, and how they survive it, and so you really get to know these people. And it's a two and a half hour movie. It is fucking long, and it is fucking slow paced. It's like that opening scene from uh, from Inglorious Bastards again and again and again. Of just the these long scenes of of people talking, um, but you get to know them so well, and you get to uh, it, it. In the end of the day, what it reminded me a lot of was the Royal Tenenbaums, where it kind okay. of it kind of embraces that that there there is you know, we make mistakes, and there's there's little tiny shards of evil and selfishness in all of us, but we still love each other and. The effect that we had on each other was still immeasurable and important, and it's it's beautiful and moving and sad and funny. And I I haven't seen Moonlight yet. Moonlight is what took home the Oscar, 
but I've seen... Uh, it is going to rip your heart out. I've seen this. I've seen... Um, uh, we just talked about it earlier. Rocket Girls. Oh, uh, Hidden Figures. Yeah, I've seen this. I've seen Hidden Figures. I've seen La La Land. That sure as fuck did not deserve the Oscar. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but Moonlight is on Netflix, so that's the next one on my queue. And, and it is it, devastating. But I would be, I would frankly be surprised if it would beat out Fences for my, for what should have won the Oscars. Because this was exhausting and exhilarating and really good. You, know? you will feel like a 10-year-old boy fearing for your life. Well, that's, that's every day. <laughs> when, when you're in Canada. What? Ex the mean streets. Yeah. And this, oh. this crippling socialist paradise. Yeah, uh, with your free health care. Uh, it gets colder there than it does here. Not by much. Not by yeah, much. you do have the index of like how long it takes for exposed flesh to die in the cold. Yeah, but I'm Canadian. I'll survive it. It just, That's right. you know, yeah. it's a mild inconvenience. It grows back, you know. Drinking enough Molson ice will do that to you. There's Every Canadian knows how to make a brace out of maple leaves. There's a, Can <laughs> there's a Canadian story. I don't remember where it came from, but it was about this white kid who was growing up with um, with his native grandfather and this kid, uh, maybe the kid was actually like the full-blown or the full-blood uh, grandchild of the guy. But the, uh, but yeah, he was living with this, with this old native guy. And um, his native, or the guy says, okay, I want you to walk to this cabin that's 10 kilometers that way. And it is... Uh, and he starts he starts putting on his his jacket and stuff. He's like, no, no, what are you doing? Take the jacket off. He goes, but Grandpa, like it's freezing out there. Like we'll 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 be too cold. He goes, you will not be too cold. Hmm. And so the guy makes him walk in a pair of boots and a pair of cutoff shorts. Oh, and they get to the cabin, and the kid is like, you know, dying of hypothermia. He has no idea why he was forced to do this. And uh, his grandfather, you know, gets him a bunch of blankets, gets him, gets him some warm to drink, starts warming him up. And uh, he goes like, Grandpa, what was the point of this? And the guy goes, now you will never be cold again. <laughs> and he wasn't. He could survive anything. <laughs> there, there's stories of, like, extreme people who can, like, I saw a guy swimming in ice water who had gotten to the point where he could do it for hours. Jeez. Like, ice water. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We're, we're a heard of monks doing that. There's, uh, there's just not much else to do up there, is there? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'll tell you what else there is to do. Other there's Canadians. fishing. There's video games, for starters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one to talk. I live in the upper Midwest. That's it's right. not that much warmer it's here. It's the same. So like, no, it is we the have, same, We have a good much. time. We live in a developed North American society. We're like, we're like a, we're like a funny... Bragging. We're, we're like a funny... We're, we're a funny... Uh, less judgmental, more liberal, pale reflection of America. Of what we want to be, anyway. Mm, yeah. Oh, I also anyway. saw the founder with Michael Keaton. Really good. Yeah, really? I like that. He was, he was unrecognizable. He, like, he was just excellent. owned it. I'm loving new Michael Keaton. I want yeah. to see more things that he's in. His second win is amazing. It's really see, good. Um, it's like what you wanted yet. John Travolta's to be. No, I haven't. It's good. Yeah, I, that's what I've heard. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway. Headlines. 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 It hasn't been a long time. <clears throat> In Overwatch news, 
Uh, word from the Blizzard forums is that D.Va will get a 25% increase in her defense matrix regeneration rate. Uh, so basically now it'll take 8 seconds for a full charge instead of 10. Uh, a little buff. Uh, I, we don't know if this has actually appeared on the PTR yet. What has appeared is a 25% reduction in the damage caused by her new rockets, which still aren't on live. Uh, hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, word from the Blizzard forums is that Junkrat's rip tire will no longer maintain momentum after climbing a wall. Now that doesn't sound like anything, but if anyone has seen videos of what people are doing with Junkrat tires lately, this <laughs> needs to fucking happen. Like, I've seen videos where the Junkrat sends his tire up the side of a building, no. and it just flies in this huge arc off the top of the building, and when you're on the other team, you look up, and you see this dot coming at you from a hundred feet up. <laughs> and it is it is as about as big as Roadhog's head, and it's just flying at you. <laughs> and if the player wants, you can, like, turn it in midair Aww. and change it. So it, like, it could spiral as it comes towards you. There's nothing you can fucking do to stop it. Thank God they're nerfing it. Uh, on the PTR, Mercy's Valkyrie Ultimate has been slightly adjusted. The movement speed while flying has been reduced from, quote, 11 to, quote, 9. I don't know what those numbers mean. Slower. Yeah. Um, the over-nerfed, as far as I'm concerned, the buff that her ultimate provides to her pistol, uh, it would... Previously, it had infinite ammo, it fired faster, and it did more damage. Now, it just has infinite ammo. I'm not saying infinite ammo is bad, but I feel like it needs a, uh, it needs one or the other. It needs faster firing, or it needs um, it needs more damage. I'm not saying both, but one or the other. Um, uh, pro Overwatch player Jay Sinatra Juan has signed a hundred and fifty thousand dollar per year contract with NRG Esports. $100,000 over the minimum $50,000 salary. Now, because he's 17, his mom had to sign the contract, but he is officially living our dream. Or mine, at least. <laughs> now, he plays a really good Tracer. Well, he better goddamn well play a pretty good Tracer <laughs> for that kind of money. Oh, man. I, but still, even when you're pro, I saw a video today. One of the best Tracers in the world is a guy called Soon, or goes by Soon, and he is terrifying. I have seen Soon, like, blink towards a McCree, unload a third of a clip into the McCree's head. The McCree turns. He's now behind him. Con does, hasn't finished unloading that first clip. Continues unloading it into his head. Blinks around to the other side of him. Finishes the clip and kills the guy. Wow. Three blinks, one clip, all headshots. He's supernatural. He's incredible. And I watched him get behind enemy lines and start sneaking up on the enemy Zenyatta. And the enemy Zenyatta turned around and headshotted him. <laughs> <laughs> so even when you're the best in the world, you can still be shamed. Um, a new Overwatch digital comic appeared today exploring the first meeting between Junkrat and Roadhog, and apparently provides a bit more character for the often closed-mouthed hog. Hmm. And that's really all the Overwatch news this week. He's really just Geralt who let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love that his hair is silver. Like you, There's something you kind of imagine that... That there's actually like a refined person under there who would actually look, look kind of good in a suit. I don't know why. You look it's at that totally giant. Geralt, then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Biomutant gameplay was shown this week, and it does not look bad. It doesn't look great either. No. Uh, yeah, it's really early, though. It's I mean, pretty early, but it looks better than I was anticipating for some reason. I hope I can turn off the narrator. You, mm. well, you can adjust it, actually. You can, there's a slider. Oh, good. Some, so I can, some... I can keep the narrative, like. Barks and not the. Please go in here. Please, you know, develop this kind of weapon. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch all, all that much of it. I guess I only watched like half of it. Maybe. It gets really obnoxious oh. after like he beats a boss and he has to make weapons. Hmm. Well, Some of the visuals in that reminded me of Stranger's Wrath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is for me, it's pretty good company because I love very, Stranger's Wrath very much. So it looks, it just kind of looks like something bright and creative, and it, it yeah, it feels like a new world that I'm kind of interested to get to know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Plus, I like that I can like customize my fur and stuff. That's really cool. <laughs> and it gives me it gives me hope for Darksiders. It looks like they're throwing real money around these days. Yeah. Hopefully, they don't hedge their bets and neither of them turn out any good. Mm. Uh. Uh, battle. Well, we are seeing both of them very early in mm-hmm. development, but I'm I'm kind of surprised that we're actually seeing gameplay so soon after that announcement trailer. No weird. Well, keep yeah. it in your mind here. Yeah. Uh, battle Royale mega hit Player Unknown's Battlegrounds has officially sold. 10 million copies. And that's only on PC, right? The console release has not hit. Uh, it might be in beta on Xbox, but that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it's yeah, You all can't PC. hit 10 million with just PC. Sure you can. Uh, yeah, absolutely you can. It's, I mean, Minecraft it's not out. Look, like if you're not Blizzard or freaking Arma. I don't know. You cannot, you can't buy it on Xbox yet. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Yeah, it's very, very popular. And I don't really understand why, because I've seen gameplay of that, and it doesn't look fun. No, it, it feels like the narrative that you create as you negotiate this game is fun, I believe, but the act of playing it does not look like fun. It looks pretty generic, honestly. Yeah. The actual shooting, I mean, yeah. it's... I think it's the structure of it that makes it so compelling and creates those stories that people love. Anyway. Um... Yeah, if I was a guy on Lawbreakers, I'd be drinking real heavily right now. <laughs> Your lunch just got eaten by guys with half the budget you had. I'm I'm worried that the launch of Destiny 2 is going to cannibalize the Overwatch player base. Probably. Oh, that was today, wasn't it? I think so. Is it? Yeah, is no, it, it was today because I got I got a friend who moved out to Seattle. Was like, you're gonna buy Destiny has 2? Reviewed like, it? Yeah. No, actually, not I that I've seen. Today. No, I think the embargo oh, was. Damn. But all of the impressions I've read are very positive. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, I, the this, the campaign clocks in. I think 14 hours, yeah, which is longer than the today, first one. September 6th. <clears throat> so, I'm not gonna buy it. <laughs> if it gets good reviews, I'm I love the Borderland loop so much. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I can see you enjoying it. Like if if they fix it, well, what I played was boring as hell. So that you? was five years, like three or four years ago. Maybe. Oh, okay. Dave. That was like when Destiny launched. And my buddy had it, and I was just like, this is like. Borderlands without the humor or That's the right. yeah. or yeah. the yeah. set design or the characters and good lord. Yeah, I'm not sure this will actually be any better, but you know, we'll see reviews soon. That was a fun trailer. It was. Yeah, if I mean, all you have is just, you know, Nathan Fillion Fillion as a robot just yeah. talking making pew pew noises, I'll be I'll be happy. And there's tanks this time around. Got vehicles. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Atlas briefly teased a new Shin Megami Tensei title this week. It was almost <gasps> immediately revealed as DX2 Shin Megami Tensei Liberation. It is a smartphone game oh. being developed by Sega with Atlas writing the script. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, also in Atlas News, there are some folks who think that they teased a Catherine sequel this week during a live stream. Uh, the evidence for that seems pretty weak, but that would be pretty cool. I liked Catherine. I love Catherine. That was original as fuck. Yeah, did you finish it? Absolutely. Did you know that at some tournaments they are actual like Catherine tournaments? Yes, you tell us every time we talk about Catherine. Oh that, yeah, yeah. I'm old, man. I'm, Give me I'm, a, I'm worried. I'm, I'm running in circles too. It's yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, noted blogger, podcaster, and internet personality Jim Chamberlain Kanapa has officially arrived, receiving what I believe to be his first spam comment this yeah, week. Yeah, I, I saw that. I let it sit there for a couple of days because I'm like, wow, that, uh, that it looks really it. Happens. And then I, that, yeah, then, I, then I looked at the bottom of I'm like, oh. Oh, really? It's to take your time? I, yeah. I, 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 know, I, see, I know them instantly now. I saw it and, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I deleted it, thankfully. I took it off. So, hang on a second. I want to find it because I screenshotted it just so I could read it on the air here. No, don't. Oh, fuck. No. And I forgot about something else I wanted to do on the air. Um, I have a friend at work who gets like indie box things or nerd things from um, Blue Crate. Yeah, I think so. And she gave me a stack of Steam cards for indie games. And these oh. are all indie games I've never heard of. So I thought I have got to, uh, I've got to just scratch off a code. Read it on the podcast, and whoever gets to it first, you got a free game. Does that sound good? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. We'll, we'll start doing that next week because they're all downstairs. Um, <laughs> okay, Dami Shah writes: If you click and drag with the castle defenses, you make a wall. It's basically the same, except cheaper. Uh... Also, don't take two boulders as it as it takes two weapon slots. And lay and your Ole gonna use one of the boulders. Well, yeah. NBM. Wait, I got the boulders. Have descriptions, and the weapons do too. Also, just don't break turn two. Link, follow four items ID codes. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 a milestone, right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. No. I, 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 at least some bots are reading my blog. Okay. I read your blog? I read your blog religiously, I read man. your blog, buddy. I've yeah. been really wordy lately. I've been writing these long-ass bitchy well, do you posts. Think I go, do you think I go to your blog for the music? That's, I don't put music You don't even anymore. put fucking screenshots on your blog. No, I don't. I really should I'd figure a little more interesting. I go to the words. <laughs> uh, awesome looking indie Steam World Dig 2 will launch on PlayStation 4 and Vita on September hey. 26th. You might actually play it now because you can play it at work. Possibly. Lunch. I might play. I might play Undertale too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's possible. Um, Fallout 4 Game of the Year Edition was rated for the Nintendo Switch in Brazil. If they can get Skyrim running, why couldn't they get Fallout 4 running? No reason whatsoever. I don't know. I, don't... I didn't see it run well. I saw uh, it run. 30 frames per second is enough for bats. What the hell? Why not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dead Rising 4, Frank's Big Package, will launch on PlayStation huh. 4 on December. Uh-huh. It's not. It doesn't even deserve uh-huh. that. It okay. doesn't deserve that guffaw. <laughs> <laughs> we'll launch on PlayStation 4 on December 5th. It includes all of Dead Rising 4's DLC, bonus content, and gear. I did not hear much good about Dead Rising 4. Let's fire no, that. No, that, that series peaked, in my opinion, it peaked with the second one. Uh, yeah, that was the only one I played, and I really liked it. Yeah. 72% yeah. on Metacritic. Yeah, it's okay. And the third one wasn't bad, but I mean, yay, Frank's back. Oh, yay. The third one was yeah. the one I wanted to play. The third one, yeah, it was like a biker guy. Yeah. That's the one where you actually started building the crazier uh, vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't bad. I mean, the second and third game, second and third games were good. The first one, in retrospect, was not good. Yeah, but um, it was the concept. It was that new gen yes. thing of you yeah, can go anywhere, yeah. you can pick up anything. It was amazing. And there's a bazillion zombies on the board. Yeah. So. Uh, American McGee has begun work on a pitch for Alice Asylum to pre- present Electronic Arts. Quote, this proposal will include artwork, design outline, and financial slash business model. When this proposal is finished, it'll be sent to EA. You can show your support for this product by signing up for the mailing list. That'd be cool. I'd play that. And it's not like Alice Madness Returns was a great game. No. It was an okay game that had some really inspired bits. But I loved it for the inspired bits. 
It's really nice costumes. Amazing dresses. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not a guy that like notices that. I'm like, okay, okay, that uh, hibiscus so- dress was nuts. I'm sorry, but that pleating is just to die for. Oh, to die for. Uh, at PAX West last weekend, Gearbox's Randy Pitchford revealed that Gearbox Studios is currently 370 people strong, uh, 300 in Texas and another 70 in Quebec City, Canada. More importantly, without naming the Borderlands franchise, he said that about 90% of the studio is currently, quote, working on the thing that I think most of you guys want us to be working on. Aliens, Colonial Marines 2. Finally. <laughs> I mean, if they if they take a running jump at it this time, that would be... Well, it might, it might, you know, no. warm Jim Sterling's heart. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a fantastic mea culpa, but I also really, really want Borderlands 3. They've, it's going to happen. They've burned so much goodwill. Oh, yeah, I know. They're indefensible. Yeah. But they made Borderlands 2, and that's like my, that's one of, if not my favorite game ever made. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. But the thing yeah. is, like, Vanillaware never did. What Gearbox did to me. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you know? Indefensible. Yeah. Like, he pretty much just stole money from Sega to make Borderlands 2, and I honestly don't care. <laughs> uh, good-looking Devil May Cry-esque 2D Metroidvania Beyond Humans Kickstarter has ended. It raised 15,000 of its 25,000-year-old 000 goal. Mm. So, not going to happen, which is a damn shame. A little make it snapped up by somebody. Maybe. Uh, Flame in the Flood's physical release on PS4 will be available on September 15th from Limited Run Games. You gonna buy that for your safe? I will not. I will not. Ah, I restraint. Yes. I may buy a physical copy of Hollow Knight just because. Oh, are they doing that? I think so. Is it is it through IndieBox or is it like Limited Run? I think it's IndieBox. I've seen cover art for it. Oh, okay. it's, it's really good. They also want like a hundred bucks for a little Hall and I figure, and I'm like, no, uh, that's too much. You buddy. want that figure though? I know you do. Kind of. Yeah, not even kind of. <laughs> you want that figure? I, I really want either a Hall, like the the Hollow Knight, like the last boss figure, or or Quirrell, because Quirrell is the fucking man. He is your buddy, and I love him pieces. Uh, but he also wants to eat not ramen every once in a while. So, oh, I'm pretty good. I got a, I got a couple of interviews lined up this week. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's see what the hurricane does. Hey. Never know. It might, might mock, knock some of those competitors out of the running. Fingers yeah, crossed. Some of them are pretty deep in a rally. They're pretty well protected. Okay. Okay. Uh, NAC 2 was briefly free on the New Zealand and Russian PlayStation Network stores this week. Uh, in far more surprising news, some reviewers have been pretty positive about NAC 2. Uh, the original game suffers beneath a Metacritic score of 54, but NAC 2 <laughs> is enjoying a stratospheric 71. I'm not gonna uh, lie. I'll probably play it. You probably will. And, yeah, I probably will. Uh, and I'm actually kind of when I looked at the Metascore, I was kind of surprised because I've I've just seen like um, Kotaku writers and Eurogamer writers on Twitter talking about NAC 2, going like, "Oh my god, it's actually really good." And I'm like, "Really?" And then I read an article, and I'm like, "Wow, they really think so." I actually uh, Dig- Digital Foundry did a a write up on not a write up a video on it, saying how it it actually. Um, uses the PS4 Pro better than many other games because it gives you a ton of options. If you want to run at 4K checkerboard, 30 frames per second, fine. You want to run at 60 frames per second, 1080p, fine. You want to do something else, fine. You want to cap the frame rate at 30, fine. So it, it gives you all these options to actually customize your experience. I do like that. So, 
it's a good idea. I mean, one of the developers was one of the primary designers of the PS4 Pro. Mm, yeah, so sure. it's kind of like built in that they did that. But it's, I like that idea of the freedom of, of say, you know, I want 4K. Now I want 60 frames per second. You can choose. Go for it. There is a 95 from Game Over Online, which I've never heard of. I've never uh, heard of them, yeah. The first big name score is Game Informer. gives it an 83. Wow. Uh, sixth Axis and Push Square both go 80. EGM is 80. That's uh, right up there with most of the Ratchet and Clanks. IGN Spain, 76. That is true. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Polygon gives it 75, which is pretty fucking high for Polygon. Mm-hmm. And I don't even As see your menacingly own. twist their snifter report. <laughs> Basically. In progress and unscored, Eurogamer says improvements abound, but Next Adventures still suffer from a lack of charm. I believe you, Eurogamer. Yep. Yeah, Knack himself as a character is still pretty stupid looking. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, yeah, what was that, I what was like, that one? Actually, it was... to Polygon's credit, they were the only, and I just figured this out like yesterday, they're the only ones that reported on uh, Daniel Lich dying from cancer. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he was the composer of what? Uh, both Dishonored's and Dexter. Okay, Dexter is pretty good. I mean, Dishonored yeah. is good too, but and um, a couple of horror movies here and there, and Silent Hill Downpour, but I never played that. Oh. But no, he did a great job with Dishonored. Hmm. I love he the really Dishonored did, two theme. And he's hmm. he was only sixty. He's yeah, pretty it's, young. Composers need to live forever, like John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm not yeah. as big a fan anymore. But he's been repeating himself for. Oh, hell yeah. Like, he hasn't written a decent theme since Hedwig's theme, and that was... Actually, he did... Like, didn't he do some stuff for Force Awakens? I have no idea. I think he uh, did. See, that's the thing. Can you think of a single theme from Force Awakens that you can just kind of sing to yourself? Yeah, the villain's theme. Really? It wasn't bad. Hmm. Maybe, oh, should, oh, maybe I should watch that movie again. Okay, but did you go out and purposefully listen to that soundtrack, Alex? No, and that is, oh, really? that's, and I'm a huge soundtrack freak, and that is, I, I'm just not a huge John Williams guy. Yeah, I, I respect what he I does. I can't do that for Force Awakens, but we all know. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, oh, dun, yeah. Dun. The Imperial March, you can think of Luke and Leia's theme, you can think of Duel of the Fates. Oh, the Force is so good. They used it in all the trailers. Yes. Metal as fuck. Oh man, just just YouTube um, um, uh, Imperial March Metal. You will not be disappointed. Oh, it's awesome. And I love how like uh, Uematsu just gets out ahead of that with his own metal band and just redoes all his own themes. Yes, he's in that band, Uh, the Black Mages. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called. Yep, yep. Oh, his dancing mat is so (laughs) girl. Actually, I played Silent Hill Downpour. I don't remember a thing about it. Yeah, I looked it up on YouTube, and I was like, this is bland as hell. Oh, yeah. Well, almost all the Silent Hills after, you know, The Room God, are kind of that just, way. That is just heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, we could have had it. We could have had nice things. We could have. Konami, we could have had really Konami. nice things. And they... Nope. Got to fire Kojima. Or Konami. Ah, oh, yeah. Konami. I've been watching um, Narcos. Mm. Oh, Netflix, yes. Yeah. Season two um, now, correct? Season three. Season three. Yeah, season one was great. Season two was a mess. Mm. Season three is the best it's ever been. Mm. Ah. We've got, like, uh, you know the guy that was in uh, Logan? That had the, the robot hand? 
Yeah, yeah. I can't like, remember. He was kind of like the white guy liaison for a mostly Spanish show. He's gone now. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Because mm-hmm. he's replaced by Pena, who was uh, who's Oberon in uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Oberon Terrell? Hmm. Who am I thinking? Oberon. Remind me. He was the guy that uh, the mountain killed. Oh, he was great. The guy who, yeah, he's yeah. amazing. And now he's basically the guy in charge and the narrator now. And hmm. it's so much better now. Hmm. Because you'd think that without, you know, Escobar, the show would kind of die. But no, Escobar was played out, and I was kind of sick of his shtick. <laughs> and now we're dealing with the Kali cartel, which I didn't know a hell of a lot about. But they were this—they were the brains to uh, to um, Escobar, sort of like bravado, and they're fascinating. They basically own—they owned every telecommunication company in um, in Bogota, and they owned half the police force. And they just, they monitored everyone and everything, and it's just, they're a really worthy opponent, and I'm just loving it. Cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. All all weekend when I'm playing Overwatch with my brother, he's bugging me about how he's going to see it with his girlfriend. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's great. You know, go, go, go <laughs> see it. He's like, you don't want to come see it with us? I'm like, no, nah. I don't want to. I'm hearing good stuff. And... um and then it becomes clear that he is not going to see it with his girlfriend. She does not want to see this fucking movie. He's just, you know, dicking around <laughs> like he does. And then he bugs me for, you know, the rest of the time we play together. You don't want to go see it with me? No, man. I don't want to see a movie about a fucked up clown. Like, I really want to see that. <laughs> not only that, but if this movie stays true to the source material, it's going to end in a really fucked up way because this They're... particular movie follows the arc of the children and not, not what happens to them as adults. And if you know what happens to these kids at the end of the movie or at the end of the book, in their arc, what are you, what are you worried about? Because they changed the worst part. It's fucked up. Even King went back and said that he shouldn't have written that in there. Yeah, even that's not he in the movie. knows. Oh, did he? That's yeah. not in the movie. Okay. Yeah, King admitted that 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 was probably a little Cocaine. that was not um, okay. It was a problem I kind of had with Mass Effect Three when I can feel someone's letting their. Uh, their uh, predilections get into their creative art in a way that is... Oh, I've, I've read a lot that said he was on a great deal of drugs at the time. He was... Oh, no, he does not remember writing Cujo at all. Yes, yes, so kind of kind of the same thing. Either way, okay, well, I'm glad it's not in there. No. Um, but then a couple days later, in fact, it was yesterday, it occurred to me that my brother, who, remember, like, last year, I had I dragged him to a movie, and it was the first time that he had gone to a cinema in over 10 years, right? Yeah, yeah. It occurred to me that my brother, who was, like, phobic about going to movies, had asked me to go see a movie with him. Mm. And I turned him down. It broke his heart. And I was like... And so I text him. What have I done? And I write him, and I go, Chris. And four hours later, he wakes up and texts me back. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, just woke up. And I go, okay. And then two hours later, I text him again, and I go, Chris... (laughs) And he, goes, he goes what and I go and I say I will go see it with you he goes holy shit really I go yes he goes okay we're going we're going to the VIP theaters I'm like okay and I know where this is leading as soon as I say it I say book the tickets now because I don't want to be sitting in the front row and I give him a link to the site and he goes oh I don't have any way to, to book that on my phone and I don't have like a way to buy stuff online so when I go, well, sure, Chris, yeah. if I pay for these tickets, are you going to show up with a $20 bill in your hand for me? He goes, yes. I go, okay. 
here's the times. He goes, well, let, let's go at 10 o'clock at night. I go, I don't want to go at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I got to fucking work. We're going to go to the 645 show. <laughs> so this weekend, I am going to see it, and I will be able to report back on uh, Wednesday. But it currently is sitting at 90% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. See, that that, intera- that interaction you described is like every brotherly interaction I've ever had with my brother <laughs> as well. It's kind of the, 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 the single word texts back and forth. What? Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, except okay, ours you know, always end up being about beer. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> beer? Yes. Beer? Yes. Now? Later. Okay. See, I didn't have brothers growing up, but like at, at the family reunion, I could immediately tell who Andrew's brothers were, just how they just did just shat on him endlessly. Hmm. Like, they're like grown men, just giving Andrew just no room at all, who's just a big old sweetheart. And they're just, like, he would, like, kind of say something a little louder than he should. I was like, you're drunk, stop it. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> First of all, no, he's not. Second of all, where the fuck did that come from? And third of all, <laughs> you are obviously his older brother. Yeah, those well, those dynamics never go away. What's, no. what's weird is, though, my dynamic with my older brother has absolutely changed. Like, now that... Uh, now that we're this age, for some reason, um, I am, I'm kind of mechanically his older brother (laughs) and I'm more, um, I'm more like a peer with my younger brother. It's really weird. See, it never fails that when my, when my brother and I are seen together, it is obvious that we are brothers, but he always gets picked as the older one. And that gives me so much joy. How much older? <laughs> We're four years Less apart. Less pressure? Okay. We're four now, years apart. Is this a hair situation? Uh, no. Oh. It's that he was in high school and college somewhat athletic and is no longer athletic and it has kind of uh, caught up with him a bit. Uh, he, he, he's, yeah, he, he, he could stand to lose a couple. Mm-hmm. And, and well, that weight has kind of come to Yes, and that weight has come to rest around his neck, so you know a bigger chin kind of a thing. So he just he just Oof. looks older than I am, um, <laughs> and it it makes him so mad, and it makes me so happy. It's just it's, I, lo- I don't even say that; I just smile. I'm like mm. I let him answer. I let him say no. He's the older one because I want him to say it. <laughs> oh, my anyway. dynamic is my twin is like basically like a good friend I run into once in a while, and my older sister is kind of like a work acquaintance. Hmm. But not in like a sad way, and kind of like, oh yeah, I get to hang out with Emily. Hmm. We don't hang out hmm. enough because she's just been in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, excuse me, uh, Pennsylvania, most of the time. Hmm. So there's no real dynamic, actually. If anything, my mom is my belligerent older sister. That that's that's kind of weird. A little bit. Yeah, she's just kind of she. If if it, all the peer pressure I ever had was from her. Yeah. <laughs> It messed me up, yo. Start drinking. You're a man now, Toby. No, not like that, but just like... Uh, I was told multiple times by multiple girls, Oh, honey, no, you can't handle that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Every time. I was like, I think oh. she looks cute. I was like, oh, sweetie, no. you, you No, no. Oh, come on, Yeah, Ma. that fucked me up. Ma, you're supposed to be on my side, yeah, Ma. I never. I you're never. supposed to get my back. So you know what, you know what my wings left and right. She's not, like, emotionally abusive. It was just, like, one or two, like, five or six times over several years. She was just, like, devastatingly honest. What did, oh. all, all your mom ever needs to say is she would be lucky to have you. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. That's my. No, no, we're, we're job. cool. There's no like. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Be, if I went to therapy, I wouldn't be like, and my mom did this and this and this. It'd be like maybe, <laughs> maybe an hour on it. No, like, but, like <laughs> I've made way worse mistakes that I need to talk about. Well, I've, uh, <laughs> like, I, I think I've, I've represented my father in a fairly positive light in any of the times I've spoken about him. Mm-hmm. And all the positive stuff that he did for me over the years absolutely resonates with me and is really important to me. But I will never forget the time he told my brother and I that we didn't have half a brain between us. <laughs> I will, okay. Time out. We were we were huh? fairly young. We would have been. I would have been uh, eleven or twelve, maybe. Oh, okay. uh, you know what? You didn't, <laughs> because I know he was just telling you the truth. I know, but it hurt. It hurt. Well, it was my dad. Yeah. There, there was one time. And this is the last one I'm ever. I I, I can't believe doing this, but there was this one time she took like half a cucumber. Uh-huh. And I may, I maybe, wait, 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 wait. No, you know where this is going. I was like maybe 12, 12 or 11. Just, like, oh my God, and she looked completely no. stone faced. Now, sweetie, this is what most women are looking for. Oh, and she you? just let it sit there. I know she was kidding, but it's just like, ah, this isn't helping. I, she thinks it's hilarious, and she starts laughing to herself. She always laughs at her own jokes. She's an only child. And, <laughs> and it was just like, Mom, if. This is gonna fuck me up. <laughs> Did you say that at the time? And I said it said in my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like that just compounded over years. Yeah, I probably did. I have no self confidence. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and you're mom. strangely intimidated by cucumbers. Well, it's not just that. It's just like she like, like that. She like didn't cats like cats who jump away from. She didn't play nothing. the whole thing off as a joke. She just wanted me to believe it in some way. And just like this isn't funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if she's a woman, she'll never understand just how devastating that can be. <laughs> well, okay, but, but before we all end up on the couch, I think it's time to... <sighs> oh, yeah, no, I'm starving. This is why this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, start later. Okay, well... Yeah, no, I've got a, I've got a eggplant parm I'm going to bake. So we that sounds good. No, no cucumbers involved, just eggplant. Women yes. are not looking for that. that that'd be a little weird, actually. Uh, egg oh, she has right this whole riff on uh, Freud, too. It's actually pretty funny. Mm. I don't want to go there. No, we're not going to. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to gently motion to it and not touch it. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Any... <clears throat> Need words now. Chance, <laughs> thank you for joining us. It's what I do. Alex, thank you for sharing. Uh, I won't again. I <laughs> we are always here for you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. <laughs> <laughs>